right, hello everyone. This is Peter Miller from Smarter Than BPD. Today is June 15th, 2023, and this is episode 42. Today I wanted to talk somewhat about what it takes to overcome BPD. From my experience, uh, anyway, which is probably a fairly common one. That being that I found out somewhat later in life um, what was happening with my health, even though I had been working through uh, my education in psychology and preparing to become a psychologist, it still eluded me that I was suffering uh, to the extent that I was with a condition that I didn't know anything about. So I wanted to tell my story a little bit to help you understand the process of working through this condition. Again, just from my perspective. So at the tail end of my education in psychology, I was finishing a master's degree and trying to get my uh, provisional hours finished, which at the time uh, when I was getting licensed, uh, a would-be psychologist needed to get 1,600 supervised hours. So I was uh, collecting those and trying to pass the EPPP test, is what it's called in Alberta, to actually become a registered psychologist. So it was in that kind of time frame where uh, I experienced some some life crisis moments and uh, several BPD episodes um, until finally I landed in this clinic that I am working in right now where I actually finished all the requirements to register as a, psych as a psychologist. <clears throat> and I was lucky enough to have a supervisor who I could um, work well with and lucky enough to pass the EPPP test, which is notoriously difficult. Sometimes people repeat that test uh, five to ten times, but anyway. So I landed in this uh, clinic and I was um, getting to know my new co-workers and the uh, the therapist that I um, got along best with um, eventually helped me to see that I had some of these BPD traits and that they were influencing my interactions with others and uh, and probably, you know, in subtle ways, um, causing some disruptions in all parts of my life. And I quite looked up to this uh, other therapist. And so um, took her suggestion uh, seriously that I was uh, suffering from this issue. And so I started looking into it and uh, watching some, some YouTube videos and getting that book called Overcoming Borderline Personality Disorder, A Family Guide for Healing and Change from Valerie Poor. Reading that book was my first big insight that I did, in fact, 
fit the pattern and have enough of the traits to uh, be diagnosable. Another great video actually that I watched and maybe lots of you have already heard of it, but it's called Back from the Edge, um, Borderline Personality Disorder. You can look that up on YouTube and it has um, a few case studies that talks about the condition. And um, Marsha Linehan and, and other, other pioneers in um, treating borderline are in that video. So I watched that video and that again resonated with me. So I kind of made a decision. I, I said, I'm going to make it my, um, like my mission to defeat or overcome this disorder or to make it so small that it had hardly any influence uh, in my life. Um, and I was probably, you know, one of the luckiest people to have borderline because I'm, I'm number one, I'm in the uh, profession of psychology. I work in a mental health clinic and I'm around people who understand BPD and how to treat it. I was even lucky enough to be, uh, to uh, sit in a DBT group that was run in our clinic. So I got lots of exposure to um, the necessary information and to understand what it's all about. But what I wanted to mostly get across today was the, the I guess my expectations about how to get through it and, and how long it would take. One of the biggest moments of kind of shock and awe, I guess, for me was when my, um, my, my friendly coworker who informed me about my BPD kind of, she, she said, you know, it takes, uh, you know, months to years to actually completely treat BPD and maybe upwards of, you know, four or five years even. And that really blew me away. And so I'm asked, I asked like, why would it be so long? And she said, well, think of how long your brain has been developing, uh, before you found out about BPD, how long have you been running those patterns? And you know, what was the originally what was the original mental blueprint that was placed in your mind? And, you know, that's years and years of experience, memories, you know, uh, behaviors, uh, and ways of trying to deal with emotions when you don't really know how. So it kind of makes sense. So, you know, if I'm back then, if I was 37 years old, uh, so 37 years of brain development and brain conditioning. So, I mean, several months to several years is, I guess, a fairly small amount. If you put it, you know, if you make a comparison between the two, but still, it seems like a long time, especially if it's, uh, you know, a disorder you didn't ask for, and maybe you didn't have a lot of, um, influence over its development you know, you're placed in a particular situation in your childhood. You don't really, you don't really have a choice. Um, and you are affected by that environment. Your brain development is affected by that environment. After accepting that, 
uh, I started to have a pattern of working on this thing, which was basically, you know, come to work, do the best job I could with people, uh, trying to assist in the ways that I know how for different conditions. And then in any spare moment that I had, I would be, you know, reading about DBT or watching videos about DBT, <clears throat> reading books about BPD. And um, I also got into the habit of writing about it. And I uh, uh, hosted a blog for a while. And a lot of the information that is on smarterthanbpd.info is that writing and the PowerPoint slides that went, that go with the writing. So that was part of my daily habit too, like maybe not every day, but you know, quite often. Another part of my lifestyle was to uh, do like informal follow-ups with my coworker who knew a lot about DBT and BPD and what to do about it, how to treat it and and uh, how to answer, you know, questions a person might have while they're trying to deal with it and work through it and what the things are, that are happening in their life and how to analyze and like do the chain analysis and how to get really um, well informed about the types of thought traps that are uh, typical for persons with BPD. I mean, so many lines of inquiry that you can have when you're learning about it. And that was probably one of the most valuable and important parts to my um, getting stronger and overcoming the disorder was those meetings. I didn't even really realize it at the time how valuable those meetings were. Because um, we would just, you know, be sitting and talking about uh, whatever, uh, like could be even you know, case conferences or I'm talking about any subject. And, but we would, um, if it was just the two of us, I would often ask questions about BPD and DBT and uh, my, you know, my growth and my journey. And she would answer my questions and she would write out diagrams. And, um, you know, many times this was very helpful and, and having that uh, connection with someone who understands and gets it and is skilled, I think might even be like, almost like a pillar or um, <clears throat> just one of the most important pieces in getting through it. Like to do it um, totally on your own, I'm not, I'm not sure if that's enough. I think you need some kind of helper or someone to talk through um, any question you might have about how how to do it, how to apply the skills to your life. And um, because, you know, there can be l subtle things and little intricacies and things that you um, might not think about if you didn't have those conversations with someone who had the ability to provide answers to those questions. Uh, so you can see that I had this recurring, you know, kind of process that I was, I would, you know, my life was structured in this way. I go to work every day. Uh, I, uh, I see my coworker every day. Um, I get to go to the DBT class like once a week. 
and I have lots of resources around me where I get to, you know, I can read uh, pretty much anything I want about the subjects. And, um, and in my spare time, I can do some writing and reflecting and try and uh, make that uh, part of my day. So that's what I did for a long time, for um, several years, actually. And little by little by little, I was able to um, start to see some changes and some growth. Uh, mostly uh, when I would talk about, be talking about parts of my life and how things happened differently than they would have happened in the past. Those are really insightful uh, and validating kinds of moments to have where, where you uh, see how you used a skill or a set of skills in a particularly challenging moment and how it happened differently than it uh, otherwise would have with, if you hadn't learned anything yet. And I just, you know, I liked kind of being able to bring those moments forward to my my uh, coworker and kind of say, look, you know, like I'm, I'm growing and I can do some of these things that are, you know, that I couldn't do before. Like who doesn't like to talk about their, you know, their achievements in that way. And that kind of reinforced the whole um, growth and the, the things I needed to remember going forward as well, being able to tell somebody and for them to, you know, hear me and uh, recognize that I was uh, headed in the right direction and things were starting to work out. So I, I did that, you know, again for several years. And I wanted to, I guess, say with the program that I've developed, the Smarter Than BPD Premium Skills Training Program, that um, it follows sort of a similar kind of paradigm where, you know, you're introduced to everything about DBT and uh, you kind of learn from my life experience and there's several tools built into the program to uh, reinforce all of the learning and you go through like I called them learning cycles. And so uh, you follow a certain kind of procedure for a couple of weeks where you learn and where you write and where you do um, uh, a couple of exercises. And then the, the most important part is the follow-up meeting where you can reflect on uh, your work, talk about your growth, uh, ask, ask me any questions that you like about uh, what you're working on. And those interactions again um, are the, probably the, you know, the the most valuable part of the process. And that's why I wanted to have 90-minute um, follow-ups, just to make sure that people have sufficient time to have those, uh, I guess you could call them even like corrective experiences, or um, they can have as many aha moments as possible. And to reflect uh, on their on their growth and uh, how they how they are successfully using the skills, um, but then of course also how you could use the skills differently in the next moment. Because I mean, of course, when you're learning, mistakes are made, 
and you need to try and do it different next time. And that was, you know, that how can I do it next time? That whole, that statement made a big difference in my life. I was able to, it helped me to try and let go of perfectionism and just to realize that, you know, when humans are learning anything, they're going to fall down, they're going to try and it's not going to work sometimes. And uh, they, but they can try again and refine what they are doing so that it works better next time. Um, yeah, self-acceptance is, it really helps with self-acceptance to just say to yourself, okay, it didn't work out. Um, and what can I learn from this? How can I do it different next time? I've really kept that. And I, you know, I, I hope that you'll hear those words and take them with you. Like when something doesn't go well in life, um, it's not because you're a bad human. It's just because uh, you need to uh, figure out a better way to get through a, you know, similar moments down the road. And the more you learn and the stronger you get and the more you uh, try to um, revamp your approach, kind of like the easier things get. And it's just like, um, it's like learning trials, right? where you're trying to get through the maze and you have to, maybe you have to go back and forth a few times and try different roads uh, until you get through the maze. And that's basically what it's all about when you're um, going through these learning cycles in the course that I made. Uh, you're just, <clears throat> essentially, you're just going, trying to go through a maze and which is like daily life and trying to apply these skills and the knowledge that you're gaining, you know, over and over and over. And I'm hoping that the course has been designed in a way um, uh, where if you are focused, that you can have pretty significant growth in a period of 12 months. And maybe it will be less for others. Maybe, you know, maybe some people will uh, pick up on it um, faster than the average. Only one way to find out, and that is to try. So I just wanted to uh, uh, tell you the website name so it is stbpdskillstraining.ca stbpdskillstraining.ca or in other words smarter than bpd skills training <laughs> so have a look um there is uh two options you can purchase the course as a solo study you know if you have a therapist you're already working with or or some other kind of helper that you can talk to about your work um, or you can sign up to work with me and the first two uh, sessions are free while you are, you know, getting acquainted with how it all works and um, just trying to see if uh, we can work well together. So anyway, thanks for listening today and please do rate and review Smarter Than BPD in Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The links can be found at the top of smarterthanbpd.info.